F. Thank God it's Friday. Thank the Lord for this day. Welcome to the Friday edition of Rogue Grace. And this is Peter John, a.k.a. John's Kid, although I'm certainly no longer a kid. That was a long time ago. But I'm glad to have you tuned in today. And if you ever want to email or contact moi for whatever reason, for prayer or thoughts or insights that you might be able to give, uh, you can check out my website at peterjohncorson.com. I suppose aptly or appropriately named Peter John Corson. But anyways, there are the radio programs I write, I'll be writing after this, hopefully, and uh, on it. Uh, so I'd love to hear from you if you want, if you have questions or thoughts. Speaking of questions, here on Rogue Grace, today is free for all Friday because it's free. Not only is your, more importantly, by the way, salvation free. Uh, for Jesus paid it all. But so are the phone calls. If you want to call, we will take your phone calls today for your questions or your comments or your thoughts. I'd love to interact with you on the airwaves uh, for the benefit of you and I and anyone who might be listening. So the number here at KAPL on Free For All Friday the day we open up the phone lines is 541, that's the area code, 899-5275. And I would love to talk to you or hear from you on the phone, on the air, whatever it may be. Okay? So we're going to open up the phone lines for questions or thoughts, comments about the Bible about God and about Christianity. We'll have a discussion and questions, answers, thoughts, and that is free for all Friday. And if no one calls, I'll just open up my notebook and do some talking as well. Love to hear from you. 899-K-A-P-L. Give us a call during this song break. We'll be right back. Stone, I'll roll away mine 
Together we can see what we will find Don't leave me alone at this time For I'm afraid of what I will discover inside Fragile substance of my soul And I have filled this void with things unreal And all the while my character is still exactly how this grace thing works It's not the long walk home that will change this heart But the welcome I receive with the restart It is free for all Friday here on KAPL. We're taking phone calls about the Bible or thoughts you have about Scripture or questions you might have concerning God's Word that we can discuss together. So, number is 541-899-5275 and We'd love to hear from you. So let's go to caller number one and talk to Jim. Good morning, Jim. 
Hey, good morning, Pete. How are you doing? So well, because you called in. Great to hear from you. What is on your heart or your mind? My question is, do you know where it's found in the Bible, God will be a debtor to no man? It goes along with the idea that you can't outgive God. Yes. I've heard it over and over, and I've heard that quoted even, but do you know where that's found at all? Um, the thing about my brain is it got melted down a few months ago, and I used to know where that scripture was. However, the hope or the help I can be to you is that um, if you want to, you can go to Blue Bible. Dot com. It's called blueletterbible.com, and it is a fabulous website um, to help with these kinds of things and any commentaries we have, Jim. So uh-huh. if, you go to, if you go on your phone or on your computer or whatever to blueletterbible.com, it will give you, and you just type in the scripture, it'll put it right on there. And then it also, along with that, gives you options next to it, real easy to use too, of teachers or preachers like Spurgeon or my dad or others that if you wanted to listen to what they have to say to help explain it as well. So it's really helpful and convenient. Great. Okay. I'm sorry, my friend, but I, okay. I'm glad to give you the website though. It is one that I use to prepare my messages and it's invaluable. All right. Thanks okay. a lot, Pete. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah. My brain melted down. It's a good excuse, by the way. It always works. Pete, can you say, can you tell me this? Can you, nope, my brain melted down. But I can point you to the word of God. (laughs) We're taking your phone calls, your questions. Yeah, as you saw, it wasn't the most outstanding answer as far as it being um, completely specific. But I do love to talk about the word of God. And I know you do too. What do you want to talk about the Word of God? Please give us a phone call. Or the Christian life or kingdom living. Uh, This is the opportunity because on Fridays we call it Free For All Friday. This is the day we like to open it up. I like to open it up and I appreciate hearing from you. So the number again, 541-899-5275 aka 899-KAPL on this beautiful Friday morning. And so we got another caller here. Let's talk to Teresa. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, PJ. How goes well, it? Say again? How, how are you? Well, I'm doing well, okay. except I am very perplexed. Okay. okay. <laughs> Welcome to the club in many ways, but let's, <laughs> let's discuss. We can even pray about this, too. Yeah, definitely. Okay. But what I teach a class um, at a retirement home, and these are ladies that are very, very uh, studious. Mm-hmm. And I got a question, and what I tell them is, if I do not know the question, I'll do my best to find out. Nice. And so I'm going to pose it to you. Last week we were talking about the Passover and Jesus's crucifixion, and one of the ladies. She looked very perplexed, and she said, Teresa, if Jesus was crucified at the same time that the Passover lambs were being uh, being sacrificed in the temple, she said, if they had the Passover dinner the night before, 
was that a Passover lamb that they ate? Or she said, what? I, I, she said, it seems to kind of be out of order because she said, how could Jesus be crucified on the cross the same time the lambs were being sacrificed in the temple if the Passover dinner was the night before? Yes. Okay. A couple of thoughts I want to give to you, and you can um, write them down or download them in your own heart and then look them up as well to confirm or to to even make it more clear. But a couple of thoughts is, first of all, um, the, okay, I got, let me write, let me get my pen so I make sure I get them in order here. Um, The first thing I would mention is the, the Jewish time frame which is, it's beautiful to me. I wish we did this. It's not morning to evening. It's right. evening to morning. So right. well, evening, you know, to evening, I should say. So it, even the night before is included in that day. So if Jesus and his disciples had that Passover meal, which they did, as you know, on what we call um, Good Friday or that last um, supper, it would still include into the next day and be included in the same time frame of that day. So you could say that easily in their time frame, Jesus and his disciples had their last supper or the Passover, which we now call the Lord's Supper or communion, the same day that those um, those lambs were being sacrificed on the temple, even though from our perspective as Americans or in the West, we would say that was the next day from their right. perspective. That's the same day because that's the way that their calendar or their time frame work works. Oh, that's right. So does that make sense? So yes. even though they go to sleep and wake up, it's still the same day from the Jewish point of view or their time frame, which mm-hmm. I think really helps. And so that's the, the second thing I might point out is, and this is more of, this is more nuanced and this is more maybe, that would be, to me, the, the official standard statement, which I think is good. But the second, which might be a little more mysterious in nature, is that when you read the Passover with Jesus and his disciples, to me, it's always struck me that you find the elements of the bread and the communion, the wine, you never read of any instance where they actually partook of a lamb. They never ate the lamb in the scripture. I'm not saying they didn't, but it never says, and now Jesus passed out the lamb and they ate the lamb. That's that's true. It, you know, and so I think that that is not an accident. Whether they had it or not, I can't say for sure. But if I'm just going to go by what it says, they didn't have it. Uh, but I would say that there's a statement being made that this is now a completely different kind of um, of. Uh, Eucharist, or I would say Passover meal than anything they've ever experienced before. And maybe quite possibly it was even without a lamb. So they're setting a whole different, yep. They're setting a whole different standard at that moment for the rest of, for us thousands of years later to observe as well. So those are just a couple thoughts Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. you know, I would go with, and you can always um, reconfirm that in your own, um, you know, on blue letter Bible and other things as well. But that that, Mm -hmm. that seems like it clarifies a little bit to me. Does that help at all? Well, that definitely, okay. that definitely helps okay. a lot. It's still, you know, it, it's still kind of mysterious, if you yes. would, but at the same time. Well, can I, can I um, uh, suggest is something that is on that um, Passover, um, or I should say on that day that, that Jesus died, um, it has been uh, well-established, um, and again, these, 
I love this day and age. I, on one hand, having kids, I hate the internet. On the other hand, I very much am thankful for it um, when it comes to our resources that we can use to confirm. So what I say here on uh, KEPL, you can you can go ahead and confirm it on your own and say that was good or that was garbage or whatever. But I would say that um, from my studies in the past, I have found that on that Passover, just like any other day, uh, in the morning, the 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 like uh, the Pentateuch, Moses' writings had instructed they made the morning sacrifice in or on the temple grounds, and in the evening as well. So twice a day, as Moses' writings prescribed, were to take place, and this would include the day Jesus died. And what is fascinating to me for your thought is that, uh, according to Edersheim and others. Um, those two sacrifices, the morning one took place at 9 a.m. and the evening one took place at 3 p.m. And according to Edersheim and um, others as well that you that I don't have off the top of my head right now, um, the uh, priest, when they made those daily sacrifices, the one in the morning and the evening, would declare or would shout... Um, uh, something to the effect of it is finished, um, but it would be in not the Greek language like te telestai, but in the Aramaic uh, language. So uh, whether that's exactly true or not, I have preached that before. I, ha- I don't have the information right here off the top of my head, but these things are really fascinating to me mm. um, to think about and pray about as well. Yes, yeah, yeah it really is. PJ, yes. thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I thank appreciate you. that. Okay. <laughs> Teresa, thank you. And may your weekend be blessed with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. May he give you true and beautiful peace and continue to give you wisdom. Thank you. Thank you. you too. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. I love it. Hey, give us phone calls because, like I said, it's free for all Friday. Now, I am finding on these phone calls by you, yeah, my brain isn't what it used to be, let's say six months ago or a year ago, and even then, it wasn't much. But I sure do like talking about the Bible with you. I sure do like talking about Jesus. So, give me a phone call, 541-899-5275. We have three phone lines and they are all open The first one that calls gets in right now. I'd love to talk to you, pray with you, whatever it may be. Okay? 899-KAPL. We'll be right back.
And welcome back to our radio program with uh, Peter John. That's my name. And more important, much, let's just say much more importantly, we're praying that Jesus Christ is participating and reigning by the Holy Spirit. So this is free for all Friday. We're opening the phone lines. We'd love to hear from you at uh, 899-KAPL. Uh, your thoughts or questions, comments, or whatever, really, really. And uh, so let's go to caller number one and talk to Buck. Hello. Good morning, Buck. How are you? I am really good, Peter. How are you? I am doing good because I'm going to heaven and my sins are forgiven. Hey, what's on your mind, my friend? Well, okay, there's two things I wanted to mention, and uh, I wanted to ask a question, but first I wanted to say, I just wanted to tell you how much your show has been meaning to me, and especially lately since you went through this whole thing with the surgeries and everything, because you know what it has taught me, and you really haven't talked about this specifically a whole lot, but I've, I've got to say, I've spent a lot of time praying about, uh, you know, Lord, please don't let these things happen to me. Please keep me from, you know, this and that and the other. And and when I just witnessed what you've gone through and what it has done in your heart and in your life, it has just meant so much to me. I just thought, you know, I don't need to be praying for those things. I'm in God's hands. And no matter what happens with me, I'm His. And so that has just really... Your experiences have really driven that home to me, and I thank you for that. Well, Buck, you know, if that is what God wanted to use when or accomplish by putting me through what he allowed me to go through, I can even say as we're sitting here on this beautiful Friday morning, I can, I can truly say that, Buck, it was worth it. I can say it. And so no matter what we go through and what you go through, and, it, and I'm not even, whatever that is, is not insignificant. Whatever it is, Buck, you'll be able to say and do say as you're sharing with me, okay, God, somehow, some way, it was worth it, you know. <laughs> so thanks, that made my morning. Amen. Amen. Cool. Yes. Now, the second thing, I wanted to ask you a question, and um, just some of your, maybe your reaction to this. I have a wonderful granddaughter who is who loves the Lord and she got involved with this group and this group they believe that uh, you know they're all about the seventh day thing mm-hmm. and uh, and about a bunch of other stuff too like they only take communion once a year and uh, on the, and you know I mean really the, the really unfortunate part that they've come to believe that really the only people that are going to make it are the ones who, you know, practice the same way they do. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, you know, I can, I mean, I know all the arguments. I mean, I, I, well, I don't know all the mm-hmm. I know some of the arguments, but, but what I'm looking for is just the spirit of the thing. How yes. can I reach her? How can I, I think it maybe takes some time, but, you know, how can I convince her that I'm just concerned about the bondage of yes. that, really? Yes, I, I hear what you're saying, my my friend. I mean, um, whether it's a Seventh Day Adventist or some kind of offshoot, 
of that what what i can feel your yeah yeah i i i i feel i mean if that was my daughter or my granddaughter i would feel much the same that that you're experiencing and in, in that you you're glad that she loves the lord or is following jesus but it just seems like there's all of this um extra weight that is unnecessary that is really it's if it would feel i would assume you know legalistic or man-made efforts that just separate rather than bring you closer and uh you know what um the thing i would say since you're asking since you called to ask about that is what i would what i would do i i would assume or i'm praying if i had a if my daughter, let me, I don't have any grandkids. So if my daughter was becoming a more, not just a Christian, but in light of the things that you mentioned, um, the deeper or more, not deeper, even, uh, the, the more heavy is the word, uh, of, of commandments and, um, of the law, like you're sharing. Um, I would simply if that was my daughter, my teenager, or if she was in her twenties, um, if, if that was my child or my daughter, and it's in your case, it's your granddaughter, what I would do would be, uh, not to argue or try to, um, out maneuver. And I'm not saying you are, I, I I'm not, you're not even doing that at all. I wouldn't try to debate it. I would, um, I would continue to just talk about Jesus, who he is, um, not, and what, what he did. If it was me, I'd go to the gospels, not even having to turn there, maybe turning there, but just talking about Jesus, his stories, um, getting your eyes back on Jesus, whether it's you, whether it's her, whether it's you and her is always life giving is always light bearing. So, um, I wouldn't necessarily, if you're, since you called to ask, I wouldn't, uh, go into theological discussions personally. I'm not saying one shouldn't, I wouldn't, I would just talk about the gospel of Jesus and the stories of Jesus, you know, as a, um, Pat Buck, as a, as a guy, a pastor myself getting older, I love, and I talked to my, my, my dad about this too. He agrees. He's there. Um, I love like on an Easter or, um, on a Sunday morning to give a sermon where I'm not having to debate or argue, but just to talk about Jesus. It is so freeing. It might not be the most compelling for people. I have no idea, but for my own soul, it just frees me, um, to, to take off a lot of the layers of, um, things that I might want to add, but just to talk about Jesus. So, um, it's a real simple answer I'm giving you, Buck. It's not anything complicated that you didn't already know, but to continue to talk to her, to point her, to just talk about the stories of Jesus. I think like he did when he was here on earth, he sets us free from all of these burdens and legalisms that man puts on us. Are you still there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just continue to do what oh. you're doing, my friend. Just talk to her about Jesus and I wouldn't get in the debates. 
per, you're at because you if you're this is my opinion now and you're gonna pray about it and you're gonna bring it before the Lord, but I wouldn't get in the debates. I wouldn't get into theological discussion with with her necessarily so much as my theology would just be to talk about Jesus, what he has done and who he is and the stories in the gospel. Yeah. I appreciate that and that's the first one I yeah. how it's trying to respond to all that. But she's been really feeling under attack from other believers and I think that she feels Good. And so I think it really helps keep the communication going. Yep. You're directing to the person of the Lord. Yep. Yep. I agree. I'm with you. I think we're on the. I'm with you. I'm on the same page with you here, and that is. I wouldn't even debate her on or, or or philosophize or theological discussion with her about these other things. Um, I would just continue to do what what you're saying and what I'm saying and bring it back to Jesus. That's the power. That's the healing and that's the freedom. And that's where you're going to, you have that unity with her in that. And I think it's just emphasize that. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, friend. Thanks very much. God bless. Bye-bye. Okay. And it's free for all Friday. Thank you, Buck, for that uh, very insightful call. I think so many of us could be in the same situation, maybe not with the seventh day Adventist or what have you, particular or maybe but of people that you your, your your nieces your your kids your parents they're christians but there are things that there are in their lives in their christianity that are heavy and when it's heavy you know what jesus had something to say all you who are weary and heavy burdened come unto me and find rest so give us a phone call. And um, we had a particular caller ask for uh, where it was found in the New Testament where um, the Apostle Paul is quoting from the Old Testament. And the scripture is found in Romans 11, verse 35. We read um, that who has ever given to God that God should repay him. That's the answer I got. And now I am furrowing my brow as I continue to look that up. You know, I love the word of God. Thank you for your patience with me as I hope that these connections in my brain will get reconnected. I really do. But until they do, I'm going to stay connected to Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Uh, right now, what I'm enjoying is um, I'm reading through the Bible out loud. And so I just am in the book of Deuteronomy. And uh, I go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that as I read it. It's beautiful, kind of fresh, kind of clean, clear. Somehow, when I was in the hospital with a brain that was melted down, um, my my dad tells me that my wife tells me that I was talking scripture um, continually, um, so I wouldn't make sense on anything else, but on on that stuff I did. So I don't know. Pretty cool. Is this is this the same caller we had? No. Okay. Let's go to caller number one. 
Uh, we have Jack online this morning. Welcome to hey. the program, Jack. Hey, thanks, Peter John. Okay, my friend. What is hey, on your I, mind? I just had a question, you know. Uh, I moved up to Oregon about 20 years ago, and so I, I started going to, you know, your dad's church and everything, and mm-hmm. it was best thing that could ever happen to me because I was such a, without knowing as as really, uh, my foundation was works. Yeah. And and I was working so hard. Yeah. And I, and I, and I had a, I was out about five kids and a few different jobs, yeah. and I was just exhausted. And then I just started hearing the gospel for the first time, although I was hearing it all the time. Yeah. And all the churches that I was in, I mean, they, you know, it was you know, flowed by grace, you're saved through faith, and that yeah. not of yourself. But I am automatically assumed that. Yeah. You know that. I, I totally well, get yeah, that. But I'll be a good boy, Lord, watch me. And yep. I just, yep. and it was so exhausting. And it then is. I just wonder, you know, even now, how much of, the, of that unconditional love I'm able to perceive? Yep. I mean, lots more than I ever have before, and I so enjoy it. In fact, your book, yeah. I really enjoy your book. I've given out at least 10 different copies, probably more than that, Yeah. because I think it's just it's everything that I want to operate in. Yeah. And I was just going to ask you the question. Yep. Uh, where in your progression in faith does that light go on for you? Oh, great question. I love talking about this stuff, Jack, so thanks for the call. You know, um... I'll tell you when it did. It was about six or seven years ago. See, I've been a pastor because of lots of reasons. I I was a pastor. I decided to be a pastor. It was my senior year in high school. My sister died in a car accident. I can remember it. I was there at the accident. I was one of the first ones, if not the first one there. And, uh, And she was in the car and she passed away. And I knew God was calling me to preach about the kingdom. I just knew right then I didn't, I I did at that point I did, I was going to be something else. But then I, at that moment I knew, but from that point, which is beautiful. I mean, that's, I'm thankful to God for that. But from that point to about six or seven years ago now, it was, oh man, I don't want to say a burden, but I'm going to say it. It was a burden. I'm just going to say it. I was trying to be uh, John Corson, or I was trying to be a good Christian. I was trying to, to be the pastor of Applegate for a while. Uh, you know, then I moved to California and, 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 I, and then all of the sudden, uh, Jack, not, it was, it was incredible. I got this message of grace wherein, uh, it wasn't just something that, um, I discovered because like you said, I, I heard it, I, I preached it, but it became to the point where it was now final in my thinking. It was completed. Yeah. So it, it matters not what I do at all. It matters completely that Jesus has finished the work and the irony. Here's the thing, Jack, and, and I bet you can even agree with this in your own life is that when I believed that I became a better man. <laughs> I became a better dad, but not without even trying. And so even where I haven't been a better man or a better dad, it mm-hmm. still benefited me with peace and, <laughs> you know, with uh, shalom and lack of no longer being so dysfunctional in my thinking t- with Crohn's disease and all this other stuff. So um, it was about yeah seven years ago now. And uh, from that point on, every single one of my sermons, I and I said this to the leadership, I said, 
when I was making that discovery of grace, I, I had a leadership meeting with them um, that was already scheduled. And I said to them, uh, I don't know where this is going to take us, our church or my ministry. That's fine. And I might be the only one left after a few messages. <laughs> I said, that's okay with me. Just letting you guys know, giving you a heads up. You know, I wanted them to know this is where we're headed. Yeah. And you might not want to, you might think I'm out you know, on left field or whatever, that's, that's up to you and God. Uh, but I'm going to go here and if the boat goes down, I'm going down with the boat. So, uh, that's where I'm still at. I'm still that feeling that blessed and strong about this message of the finished work of the cross that it's not even a matter of, I hope the ministry for me thrives or is blessed. I mean, I hope it does for his sake, but if I have to go down with the ship, so be it. But this is the ship I'm going down with, you know? So, <laughs> you know, I, that's the only ship I want to be on. It's just so much work. Any other way you look at it, you're always trying to fix it or come up with a new formula. I, it wears you out, right? It, it, yeah. yeah. So I, I would have never known it took you that long because I thought you had it on a long time ago. But I, I mean, you probably did to some level, but yep. to where you are now, it's, it's, that's where I want to be is where you are. So <laughs> you're well, welcome. Come on in, buddy. Uh, if the ship's going down, come on in. It doesn't matter. We're going to go down in his grace. And so he'll lift us up. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I need to let you know that when my brother lives in Dana Point. Okay. And uh, his, his mother-in-law. It was in your church there, and and, and they loved you. Yeah. So. Okay. It worked there. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. The, the 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 irony is, I I didn't know what was going to happen. Is the church going to disintegrate? Uh, that's fine. I have to preach this message, even if I have to get another job. I ha- this. I have no. I have. I, I can't go back to how I was thinking before, and uh, and and the church grew and it was blessed. And I don't want. I'm not going to sit here and just start bragging about it. I'm just going to say that people need to hear this message that it is finished. That's all. You know why? Because guess who gets all the credit? Not me, not you, Jack. Uh, You know that. Jesus gets the credit, and that's the point. So, (laughs) praise the Lord. That's all I want to do. Uh, Exactly. All right, welcome to the, on the boat, bud. Welcome to the club. I love (laughs) you, man. Yeah, okay, Jack, I love it. Hey, uh, let's take a song break. Did I give you a song? Did I give you a song? I did. All right. So we're, let's take a song break. Oh, and the song that I gave my DJ here just happens to be called Grace. Give us a phone call, 
beautiful song by Josh Baldwin with the great title, Grace. So we're taking your phone calls here on Rogue Grace, 899-5275. Let's go to caller number one. Talk to Kelly this morning. Good morning, Kelly. Hi, Peter John. I just want to thank you for what you're doing. Um, you have blessed me beyond measure. I've had a lot of health issues, and I'm not that old. Mm. I'm older than you, and um, mind things um, from accidents, and you know I can't do the things I used to do before. And you have blessed me with the message of grace, mm. and I look forward to hearing from you. So I praise God what He's doing in your life, though difficult. Mm-hmm. And on that note, the gentleman that called about his granddaughter, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to convey a story in my life. Good. I had a friend go into the same avenue, and I was panicked. Oh, dear, you know. And my journey with the Lord was something like this. Kelly, she's my daughter. I'm on the job 24 hours a day, loving her. I waste no time in what I'm doing. She's a shining light there. It took about three years, and at first there was a divisionary spirit of superiority and the holiness of the practices, and what I was asked to do was to respect her, trust the Lord, love her, and just be who I was with her without any trying to change anything. And as time went on, she became exhausted, just as you've been speaking. And she saw all that, and it became a ministry in her heart to go back to our Savior and to full grace. <laughs> and she, without animosity mm-hmm. towards that whole system, mm-hmm. but she was a shining light, mm-hmm. and she is closer to the Lord now through that. And it also kept her in a holy space yes. in a time when she may have gone into some more dangerous places spiritually. So in all that, I hope that that's an encouragement, that our God reigns, He's sovereign, and He teaches not only those going through challenges, but those of us who are walking alongside, worried that God isn't in control. So I hope that's an encouragement. You don't have to hope. You can know (laughs) that that, (laughs) your word is beautiful and timely. I mean, it is the perfect word that he the guy that called my mem- my brain got melted down what what i don't even remember his name and it's i my bad but he needed to hear that and that is the word of the lord that is the word of god for that situation that he's in so i'm thankful for that word thank you kelly you're very welcome. Beautiful. Lord bless you, and I'm just rejoicing all he's doing in this crazy time. <laughs> yeah, he, he just blessed me with your phone call. That was perfect. Oh, that made my day. Thank you. Thank okay. you. That was okay. beautiful. Let's go to, that was beautiful. Man, you can't beat that. Let's go to caller number two and talk to Jimmy. Good morning, Jimmy. How are you? God bless you, Pastor Pete. I'll take it, my friend. I will. God bless oh, you. We, we love you so much down Thank here in Mississippi. Oh, Believe wow. it or not, you've got followers all the way down south in Dixie. <laughs> I love it. That is that <laughs> You just made my day. I love that, to hear that. The kingdom of God is big, man. It really is. <laughs> and he does all things perfectly. He does. And uh, we have a, a beautiful sister in the Lord who lives in Oregon. And we have a 
praise and worship and prayer group online. And so I found out and others found out about your dad's ministry and yours and your brother's and about Applegate. And we listened to you on Sunday mornings and on Wednesday nights live. And then we listened to many, many teachings by you and your dad also. And we're just blessed by you. And I want you to know that. We love you very much. And we've been in prayer for you. And you mean so much to us. You really do. You just and, made my, I don't not my day, you made my year. I mean, that is beautiful. Thank you, my friend. It's just from the Lord. Yes, it is. The one and only source of love. That's exactly, exactly. Praise God. Praise I had God. a kind of a multifaceted question mm. for you. Okay. It, you know, uh, it deals with, as I said, we have a praise and worship and prayer group. Mm-hmm. And as you know, there are many phenomenon, I'll call them, mm-hmm. that are out there on the internet in this day and time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we are seeing that we have become very concerned for is what is commonly known as deliverance mm-hmm. ministries. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. I'm, I can qualify it a bit if you like. Would, yes, would you that, do that? That'd be great. Okay. Deliverance ministries, basically, they state that they are Christian people and believers in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yet, they teach, basically, that there are many Christian people out there who are possessed by demons, Mm -hmm. etc. And they stand in place to be able to deliver these people from 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 things such as demons mm-hmm. and they talk about demons you hear it constantly and uh, you know there are a couple of things there that I'll say is one I don't think that we're supposed to talk about mm-hmm. them as much as they do mm-hmm. and two as I've heard your dad say that he never met a born again Christian who was possessed mm-hmm. by a demon mm-hmm. since in John 14 Jesus said that he and the father would both come and make their abode with us there is no way that a demon can dwell in the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's my understanding. Yes. And but now, if you've not, if you're not, if you're not really aware of the deliverance type ministries, mm-hmm. uh, this conversation may not bear much fruit. I don't know, but I wanted to know if you knew about it and what your thoughts were on it. Uh, the the very the very title of it, perhaps. Uh since I had my, well, let's just say might not know it by deliverance, the title, but I certainly am familiar with the, um, the idea or the thought process of certain Christians as, you know, whether it's Pentecostal or what have you, and I'm not knocking Pentecostals, by the way, I'm saying there's, that's where it's found a lot of times of, uh, demon, um, possession and, um, uh, of casting them out, even of, of, particular Christians or what have you. And the fact is, is that there is no way in my understanding of the New Testament that both the Holy Spirit and a demon or a hellish spirit can both simultaneously abide or uh, be within a a person or a being. It's either going to be light or dark, but they cannot and 
do not mix. There's not, you know, I'm, I'm full of the spirit, but I've been also filled or possessed by a demon. No, uh, the, the fact is that greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. I love Amen. that. Not greater is he who is in you than he who is also in you. <laughs> but he who is greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Now, Amen. I, I would say, Jimmy, that, yeah, demons can still and do um, try to perplex us, try to, uh, you know, whisper, if you would, into our thought lives. There's no doubt. And that's why we meditate on God's word and take the body and blood, uh, because we are being uh, definitely uh, attacked, if you would, uh, by those demons. But we're not possessed by them. We belong to God, our Father. We are his children, and he will not let something or someone else take possession of his children. Amen. Okay. I agree. Okay. And uh, the second question that I have for you, associated with our prayer group, we we have a little chat room, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people can freely come into that chat room as long as they're signed up and a member of the organization that provides this chat. Okay. Um, we are getting a lot of Muslim people who come in. Uh And these people, all of them thus far, out of all of them that have come in, and there have been many, there's only been one who has expressed any openness whatsoever to learning about Jesus Christ. And what we have come down to is that when these people come into our chat room, and they start their talk about Allah, and that Allah has no son, that there's only one God, and that is Allah. We consider that basically to kind of be blasphemous. Yes. And we will block those people from our chat because we don't want that type of thing existing in our chat. Yes. And we will try. We will ask, are you here to learn about Jesus? Is there something that we can do? We love you, and we want you to feel welcome can we talk to you about Jesus? But when they say no and refuse that, long about the second and third time, as we're instructed, as yes. I understand it, in Titus 3, yes. then we, we kind of hang up the phone at yes. that point. Yes. And I was wondering if you can share anything about your thoughts on that. I, th- I think you just uh, hit it uh, right there when you talked about Titus 3. Uh, the very scripture that you use and the New Testament. Yeah, we are to witness. Yeah, we are to to have uh, dialogue, to conversate with other faiths or unbelievers. But there comes a point, like you said, after two or three times that that con- conversation is now over because they've already heard it. Uh, Jimmy, as you know, they they've heard the message you've given. Now it's between them and God and his spirit, and it's no longer in your hands. So I think you are right on the money there, my friend, to keep that uh, that dialogue, that particular, um, you know, chat room open for believers and even non-believers who are truly uh, seeking the answer or looking for truth and are trying to work this out. But those who after two or three times, as the scriptures say, have rejected it. Yeah. At that point, I, I think you are a very um, scriptural and right on in that methodology. We also, um, there are people, you know, in Matthew seven, when Jesus says on that day that 
many will come, you know, yeah. and cry, Lord, Lord, yes. but not all will enter into heaven. Yes. And, and they will say, Lord, haven't we done miracles in your name? And, uh, you know, haven't we cast out demons in your name? But yet he will say to them, heaven forbid, he will say to them, I never knew you. Yes. Uh, we also have people, some of them come from the deliverance ministry venue, Maybe perhaps others do not. But across time, people remain obstinate. They, they, it's like you can tell a person those two or three times about God. In fact, some of them we've tried to help for months and months, and it seemed to ensnare us more than it helped us yes. or helped them. Mm-hmm. And, and these people profess to be believers, Okay, but yet their actions speak differently. Mm-hmm. And it's a very fine line that you don't want to cross to discourage a child, but you know, to, to offend a child. The Lord said that you'd be better off with a stone tied around your neck and cast into a lake if you did so. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering do, does, does Titus 3 also apply to? to those people as best as I've been able to describe them, if you can answer. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're talking about, um, okay, can can you re, re-emphasize or clarify that for me? This, sure. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about what what particular group now in, in this second question? They, they, they are not a specific group okay. as such. Okay. But people who come into the house. Yeah. And, and they want to get to know us. They have a lot of problems in their lives, uh-huh. okay? Uh-huh. They, you know, we pray with them. We try to help them, some of them for periods of months. Uh-huh. But yet they appear at least to not accept yes. the principles of the Lord. Yes. They don't really try to stand on their own feet, but they continue to return and want and, and want us to, for instance, be like a personal crisis management system almost on a daily basis. And, you know, they they remain obstinate. They remain very, uh, they they remain very rigid in their thinking. Mm -hmm. And it's one crisis to the next each day. And after some months, it seems that some of them have ended up causing a lot of problems for us and that there is no fruit that comes of it, and that it ends up ensnaring us in the problems of their lives. And I was wondering if Titus 3 somehow applies to them as well. I think you are being led by the Holy Spirit in this, Jim. Jimmy, I, I really think that that does apply. I think, I believe, I, I from my point of view, I'm certain that the um, fellowship and the generosity uh, where we see in the book of Acts, for example, as you know, where they shared all things common was not with believers and unbelievers. It was believers with believers. And it was brother with brother, sister with sister in the Lord. And that is the community that we share. I'm not saying we should never be um, compassionate or generous with those that aren't believers, but it is in completely different sphere than those who are believers. They 
truly our family. And I'm not saying, so I, I completely shut myself down from being generous to the world. No, but I am also making the distinction between the world and the body and the family of Jesus Christ. And I think you are doing that in the very situation that you just described. I would affirm that. And because you called, I would say amen to that. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate your understanding and yes. realization that we're not tr- looking for ways to exclude. Yes. We want to include. Yes. I love We it. want to include. We just don't like getting hurt sometimes, and we need we need guidance on how to handle these things. I know you've got to go. Nope. Listen, yeah. I thank you so much for taking my phone call. <laughs> you made my day. I mean, and, uh, you know, Jesus wants his kids his brothers his sisters for us to stick together and that's exactly what you're doing my friend i appreciate it would you please tell your brother and your dad yeah tell him although he doesn't know us yeah that we say hello (laughs) in the love of jesus christ and that we love you guys and we admire you and we're praying for you to keep on going in the name of the lord i will do that and i Thank thank you God bless God you. God bless you. Okay. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. All right. So, doesn't get much better than that. Not for me. Thank you for tuning in to Rogue Grace. May you be filled with the Spirit of our Lord, the Holy Ghost, guiding you in His peace and His power. I'll be on the mountaintop checking it out. We're having a retreat. Looking forward to it. Come out this Sunday. If you don't have a church, we'd love for you to be a part of our church here at the Applegate Christian Fellowship. God bless.